Who do you believe in? Who moves you? Who inspires you? My name is Tariq Ture, and I want you to meet some of the people that inspire me. And they've done that simply because no matter the situation, they've gone above and beyond. Welcome to Above and Beyond. Assalamu alaikum and good morning. This is Tariq Ture. Uh, with the Above and Beyond podcast this morning, we have the opportunity to not only sit with and listen to, but also uh, capture some jewels from uh, somebody who, at least on, on the East Coast of the United States, is uh, presenting himself in a way to the youth that is not only relatable, that's not only responsible, um, but it's remarkable. Um, and he's been interfacing with the youth for a long time. As none other than Hassan Faye. Um, just a little bit about him. Um, he was born in Gambia. Um, he came to the United States at the age of 10, became a Hafid at age 13 at Darul Uloom in Atlanta, Georgia. So shout out to Atlanta. Um, at age 21, he en- enrolled in the intensive Arabic program at Bayan Institute, um, where he gained a deeper knowledge of the meaning of Quran verses. Um, in 2013, he became the lead HIVS teacher at Bayan Institute, where he graduated almost uh, approximately 30 students and counting. Um, now he's still teaching the youth. He's still pouring into the youth and growing those seeds uh, from the concrete and from the garden of our communities. So none other than uh, Ustad Hassan Faye. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. What's going on, bro? I'm good, I'm good. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. As I said before, before I press record, this is my excuse to like to interview people that I, you know, I think are dope, that I think are, um, are bringing fresh life um, to conversations and to our communities. And, um, you know, I just want to say, you know, if I was little, man, I would have been, I would have benefited a lot from having a hustle. <laughs> I appreciate that, bro. They say, you know, light attracts light. So inshallah, yeah. we're, both, we're both light. And uh, I mean, I mean. honestly, the reason, the reason why I myself am in this position is because I myself needed someone that um, I could look up to uh, mm-hmm. when I was younger who, you know, looked like me, dressed like me spoke like me but was also deeply embedded in the deen and was in love with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that I mean that what you just said right now like you needed a hustle fight I needed people like Atari Ture and <laughs> when I was growing up you know so I figured you know like, why not be the you know what you need uh, right. for other people so I'm doing right. so um I guess since we kind of on top and you said you had you have to teach uh, later on today um mm-hmm. So Quran school, and so I went to Madrasa too, and mm-hmm. there are many, a lot of adults now, I can say they're adults now, that yeah. their experience with memorizing Quran is a very intense. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't even in the That's history. one way to put it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, being, I'm being, you know, I'm being vanilla with it. I'm going to say it's a very intense sort of experience and mm-hmm. so um compared to the way that you learned and mm-hmm. to the way that you teach now what have you learned in yourself or what have you uh, is there any baggage that you've carried over you know and, and how do you teach now Karan? well um i truly believe in life that everything that you go through um 
is not necessarily for your own self, but for you to be able to model later on in life um, to people around you, maybe your own family or your own, you know, your own community. For example, you know, as a child, if you're growing up in a household uh, where you don't see a father being very kind to the other children in the house or the mother or, or vice versa, or the mother doing the same thing, then you see that and you grow up and those experiences are supposed to teach you um, to not do those things because you remember how they made you feel mm-hmm. when you, you know, when, when you were on the opposite side of it, when you were on the receiving end of it. Mm-hmm. So um, with that being said, memorizing Quran, um, I mean, ever, every, I guess every instance that I had um, uh, with the Quran um, with the memorization of the Quran came with, you know, the intensity that you're talking about. Let's just, <laughs> let's just put it that way. Right. Um, you know, sometimes I actually tell, I talk to my students about that level of intensity and, um, you know, my teacher and how I was treated and so on and so forth. And I tell them this, these things, so they'll have a deeper appreciation mm. for the way that, um, I go about teaching the Quran and uh, my methodology of teaching the Quran, uh, which is with with love, right? Mm-hmm. Um, teaching them to love Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, teaching them to love the words of the Quran, mm-hmm. and through that love, they'll gain a deeper understanding um, of the Quran. Because the point of them even memorizing the Quran or learning the Quran is the end goal, the pl- the love of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of counterintuitive for me to teach them, you know, love through, you know being harsh right mm. and being a disciplinary and do this so on and so forth but if you teach them through mercy and through love then they'll see oh this is what the religion is about and that's what we need more of you know there's a <clears throat> there's a beautiful ayah in the quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after the battle of uhud where the 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 sahaba they they disobeyed the direct order of the the prophet sallallahu right mm. they you know, they they weren't supposed to come down from that little hill, um, the archers. And after they saw how the war was going, you know, we had essentially won. I mean, we mm-hmm. won that battle, right? A lot of people don't know. We actually won that battle before we lost the battle, right? Mm-hmm. And it all turned around in a split second because of the genius of Khalid al-Walid before he was Muslim, mm-hmm. of course. Um, so they came down. And uh, because of the fact that they came down, Khalid Barri was able to circumvent them and come from behind. Um, and because of that reason, we lost the Battle of Uhud. So after that, the Prophet gave them a direct order and they disobeyed. And of course, you know, you would expect that Allah subhanahu would be angry, the Prophet would be angry. Allah subhanahu wa revealed the ayah that in the Quran that goes, It was from the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa that you were actually inclined to being soft with them so mm-hmm. the prophet was just made to be so such a soft person so even after the sahaba disobeyed him his his inclination was to be to not be harsh even though they made a mistake that cost people lives his own mm. uncle died in that battle you see yeah. what i'm saying mm-hmm. but even with that he was inclined to softness and gentleness and a lot of us kind of forget that when we're dealing with each other and especially dealing with young people. And for mm-hmm. me, I, I can't forget that. Everything that I try to do 
um, in my life is modeled. I try to model it after the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And that's why I always tell people it's extremely crucial for us to go over the seer over and over and over and over mm-hmm. again. Because he was, you know, kind of Quran, he was the walking Quran, and he was mm-hmm. he is the best example for us. So when I'm teaching the Quran to young people, I want them to see the mercy of it, right? Mm-hmm. It was from the, the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you were soft with them. And then he continues to say um, in the ayah, um, if, if you were heart-hearted, like mm-hmm. if you were someone that was harsh, right? And, and just mean and just harsh with your, with, your, with your sahaba, even when they did wrong, um, they would have left the religion and they would have mm. ran away from you. Mm. Like you wouldn't have gotten them as, you know how the, the Sahaba gravitated to the Prophet mm. Like none of that would have even came to be if uh, you were harsh with them. So I take that ayah and I try to just like model my teaching Quran. Like that's my model in like teaching, mm-hmm. teaching the Quran. Just being soft, you know. Mm. Um, even when they make mistakes, even when they misbehave, even when they do this, it's like, Teach with softness, teach with kindness, and teach uh, with mercy. So that that's, I mean, that's essentially what it taught me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, being, lear- the fact that I learned that way, what mm-hmm. it taught me was to not repeat those same mistakes. <laughs> uh, because a lot, of, a lot of the people that I memorized with actually um, ended up, unfortunately, either just forgetting the Quran or leaving Islam. And mm-hmm. because, yeah, because they had negative um, association with it. You mm-hmm. know, they had trauma. They had trauma, like a lot of yeah. deep traumas. Like this is supposed to be, this is supposed to be the religion of mercy. I'm getting, I'm getting beat left and right. <laughs> <laughs> Every day, I'm mean. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's like what's going on. Yeah, yeah, I definitely. Um, I think, I think when when it comes to the personality of our Muhammad that we, we kind of glaze over him being. 90% of the time um, laid back and amicable and endearing and loving. And we, we want 10% of fire and brimstone as, you know, as, as my grandfolks would say, you know, we want fire yep. and brimstone 24 <laughs> seven. And um, it's, it's disingenuous and it presents this sort of wrathful human being to mm-hmm. our youth. That, mm-hmm. you know, Prophet was marching around 24-7, scolding people, right. condemning them to Jahannam. Can you imagine? And, right, right. And which is why, you know, we have, and sometimes we have a love affair with Umar ibn Khattab, right, mm. where we... We 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 forget also that this man was would sob at the drop of a dime. His face, right. you know, had had a run marks on his face from from crying all the time. I don't know. But we've rarely, <laughs> yeah. We rarely we like no nah, no. Nah, just talk about when he wants to chop off heads, you know. Like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> let's just let's that's let's it. just tell can you tell me the story again when he wanted to chop off the person's head you know it's like no man yeah it's like he's leonidas from 300 right right right. That, right. that's it that's that's all that's all who he was you know it's he's uh, a, definitely he's a deeply um deeply empathetic people and um i think although you know they had some some craziness at that time i think that their, their nature their hardness in the terms of battle and all that spoke to the context in which they were living in but i also right. Think their their delicateness 
um, also spoke to the context that they were living in as well, because they were people who had the ability to ponder. Um, mm. You know, they, they, they had everything around them. Um, I hadn't seen a, a night sky until I was, shoot, second year of marriage, like in my 20s. So imagine so, people who see it every night. Right. Um, yeah, hearts will probably touch a little bit deeper. Um, right. I would say, uh, so the, the next thing I was thinking about was that, um, I was thinking about one, one when I first met Mr. Yusuf Chroma, I was like, yo, this is the most dapper human being I've ever met in my life. <laughs> Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then I caught on to you and I was like, hold on, this is like, hold on, this is another most dapper human being I, I you know, I ever met in my life. Um, mm. And, you know, um, you know, saying Allah loves beauty, you know. So what can you, what can you say, to, how do your students interact with you? And they're like, hold on, this man is fresher than me. Like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so like in, in my community, in my community here in Atlanta, Georgia, um, I've kind of, I mean, at least for the past decade, uh, I've kind of just been known as the guy like, yeah, he just, you know, like that's just him, right? Mm. You know, he, he just dresses like that. Um, mm. He just, you know, he, he likes to, he, he likes to dress up. Um, so like whenever someone kind of new comes in the community, um, especially on Fridays, you know, the dripped out jumas have been the thing, um, that I've, <laughs> that I've been doing, I mean, way before I joined Instagram, obviously, and I uh -huh. thought it was a good idea to kind right. of put that out there for other people to see that you can dress up for the sake of Allah's part of And, um, so people just kind of just like, man, this is like, what's going on? Like, is there a wedding and is there something right? And I... First, it started off. Look, I, you know, I come from a family that you know we 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 like to dress well. That's just that's just who we are. Um, mm -hmm. My dad is like this this big shot back home that just he wears the big old traditional garbs all mm -hmm. the time. And he's just always fresh, mm -hmm. and I, I I got that from him, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but as I grew up, what happened was <clears throat> I started learning more about Islam and I started learning more about the Prophet Sallallahu and I and I started learning more specifically about intention in the deen, right? Mm. And how powerful intention is. Mm. And so I guess one day I just sat and I thought about it. I was just like, man. So, I mean, I'm I'm already someone that likes to dress up. What if I change my intention mm. to like you know dressing up just because I like it? I just love it. It just makes me happy. Mm. To dressing up because Allah Subhanahu wa actually loves beauty. And he actually loves cleanliness. He actually loves us to look good. Right? Mm -hmm. Allah Jamil Jama. Right. And after I after I heard that, I was like, what if this happened? And then like, and then, you know, and this was maybe roughly about 10 years ago. And like ever since then, like I never looked back. I every single time I dress up, I try to make sure that I remind myself why I'm dressing up. Um, I'm dressing up because Allah Subhanahu is smiling down at me and saying, Look, look at my slave dressing up for my sake, mm. right? So he he's representing Islam from you know um, looking like how he's looking, so people can be more attracted to Islam because mm. it is just the facts of life. This is the this is just like how human beings are. We're attracted to nice things, mm -hmm. right? We're attracted to good looking things and so on and so forth. So dressing up in a certain way, people are not necessarily attracted to the faith. They're attracted to the way I'm dressing, you know. Mm. And I've 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 seen the proof. You know, mm -hmm. for the past decade, especially with young people, I have been able to attract them solely because of the way I dress. <laughs> and then after that, Alhamdulillah, I'm able to, you know, spit spit to them a little bit about Islam uh -huh. and this and that. And they're like, oh, 
wait, you dress like this and you, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, well, yeah, you know, we have to learn how to merge the two. So speaking, I mean, talking about my students, they, they, they know, they, they've seen me even before they became my, my own students. They saw me um, in the community and they see, um, this is just what I like to do. But after they become my students, it becomes a lot deeper mm-hmm. to the point where um, every Friday, actually, we have like a, um, a fashion show, um, believe it or not. Like wow. Every Friday, I tell them, look, um, Friday is Juma is our day. It is our Eid. So everyone should always dress properly, mm. dress well. And mm-hmm. I gave them, I said, this is what you do. You wake up in the morning, you do ghusl. You take a shower and you do ghusl. You cut your nails, you cut your fingernails, you cut your toenails, make sure there's mm. nothing, everything is clean. You know what I'm saying? You got your face mm-hmm. nice and nice and moisturized, you know, all of that. Take out your best outfit from your closet mm-hmm. and wear it. And make sure when you're wearing it, you have the intention to wear it for the sake of Allah. Because mm. it's Friday, it's Yom Jumu'ah, and you're coming to the masjid. So you mm. want to come to the masjid and come to visit Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looking the best possible way you can. Right? Mm. So I, I tell them that. So like they, they have it in their mind. So alhamdulillah, every Friday they come. Now we have, we have like a dripped out Jumu'ah. Like everyone <laughs> comes to like, yo, why is everyone dressed up in your like madrasa, right? Like you, when you think madrasa, you're thinking Sharakamis and Kufi rocking back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And you come to like Hassan Fai school and it's like everybody's in suits and they jilbabs and like, you know, <laughs> nice hijabs and like all of that stuff. And um, like once a month, I'll, I'll pick out a winner, like a, a best dress out of that month, you know, mm. and I give them a, a cash prize, you know, mm. just for just for like, you know, incentive mm. to, to keep doing this because we need to learn how to reward good acts. Yeah. You know, sometimes yeah. I think we, 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 we mix we mix things up a lot actually in Islam, but uh, I think one of the things that we we unfortunately get wrong is that you know if you're doing something for the deen, you cannot be rewarded, you know, by a human being for it. So mm. I can't give you money for praying. Well, because you know, it's like look, you, all you have to do is explain to someone why they're doing what they're doing, but <laughs> also tell them like you know what, I'm going to reward you for it. But Allah, your your ultimate reward is what Allah. If we can just do that, especially with young people, it really mm-hmm. motivates them. And, you know, they get the proper understanding, but it also tells them, like, look, this is what is, you know, waiting for me. You know, I'm going to get a reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is way more than this thing that I'm getting. But it mm-hmm. kind of puts it in perspective. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, when we're able to, um, you know, um, give prizes to, to, you know, to reward good acts. Because if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is rewarding good acts, then we should be able to also reward good acts. And not Absolutely. just punish, you know, bad, bad actions. Absolutely. Um, so, so why, why Atlanta? Is it is Atlanta a place where you, where sort of your family settled down at? And oh man, so you, yeah. <laughs> so okay, um, let's, let's, <laughs> let's let's go back. Um, first, of, <laughs> first of all, because uh, this is the first time we like um, doing this. Um, uh, I came to the United States at the age of nine. Um, but the thing is, I came by myself. So my family's not here. <laughs> no, yeah. So, solo. I'm solo, dolo. Yeah, I came here at wow. the age of nine. So my parents kind of just, like, my mom had this, like, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave her this, um, this ilhan, this, this. <laughs> she had a vision? <laughs> she had a vision, man. She had a vision, bro. She had one of those uh, Musa Ali Salam mom visions. 
She you called. Know? She said, "I had a dream, baby." <laughs> <laughs> she had. A, she had an inspiration, man. She had a why oh, um, to, to you know not put me in a basket, but uh-huh. you know, put me put me on a plane um, uh, across the Atlantic um, mm. to 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 come to America. And you know, a lot of people were saying, like, like, why are you like? He's nine. He's a child. Like, leave him with you, and so on and so forth. But she was like, she was like, nah. Like this is this is the best thing, you know, and um, so she she had a best friend that lived here, um, who was also my aunt by marriage. She married my dad's younger brother, mm-hmm. um, so uh, she sent me to her. Um, I, I I never met this woman in my life, bro. I had never met this woman in my life, but um, you know that's just how it is, you know. Right, <laughs> that's right. How, that's how it works back home. It's like, Ty, you're going to America, my friend. Right. <laughs> and she's like, send me to a random stranger. I'm like, all right, uh, I guess that's happening. So at the time, like being that young, I didn't really know. I couldn't really conceptualize like what was going on, what was happening, what this truly meant. You know what I'm saying? At nine years old, I'm not thinking I'm leaving my family. Like that's it. Like right. I'm gonna see them. Um, I'm moving away from them, period. Like, there's no, yo, you're going on vacation and you're coming back in a couple months. So that none of that, like, really sat, you know, um, it didn't percolate that well in my head. Mm-hmm. So anyways, um, long story short, man, I came here. Uh, she adopted me legally as her son. And man, Allah SWT works in mysterious ways. This woman, I owe her everything. Wow. I owe her everything. My first, like, um, I think my second post on Instagram was dedicated to her. Wow. Um, yeah. Her name, you see, my mom's name is Maryam, and her name is Maryam, too. Wow. And funnily enough, they have the same last names as well, because she married my dad's younger. So her name is Maryam Fight, just like my mom's name is Maryam <laughs> Fight. That is not a coincidence, bro. Right, right. That is, that is Allah. And I'm telling you, there's no, like, my mother my birth mother and her there's just no difference except for one gave me birth wow there's there's absolutely no difference bro she i mean as soon as i came she i mean i became like an only child to her so she kind of just like spoiled me rotten (laughs) she bought me everything you know she got me into dragon ball z randomly um (laughs) and um and then every two weeks new two new cassette tapes would come out you know back then we had cassette tapes not even dvds so every two weeks she would buy me the new Dragon Ball Z tape. So I was on, on that. She bought me the Game Boys uh, that came out, you know, because I'm young, I'm new. So she's trying to make sure that, you know, mm-hmm. um, I don't, you know, I have something to distract me from missing my family. Mm-hmm. Um, so Alhamdulillah, she had a good balance where um, she didn't give me too much, but she gave me what I needed to be a child, to be a kid, um, you know, working hard, um, mm-hmm. just single mother working hard because her and my uncle got divorced so she was a single mother she was working hard mm-hmm. um just taking care of me man and a couple of years later she just took me out of like regular public school sorry i was going to islamic school she took me out and said um i need to go to a full-time Quran school like in the middle of the year bro she took me out in the middle of the year no questions asked again everyone was like what are you doing like right, right. you're messing this kid's education up and so mm-hmm. on and so forth but she again, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. She had the vision, man. She had the vision. I don't, you know, subhanAllah, Allah works in some awesome ways, bro. That's why I'm always I just like whatever his plan is, I'm I just sit back and watch because everything that's happened in my life, mm-hmm. everything that's happened in my life till this day right now, you know, March 26, 2020. Um, 
man, it's just Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has been the driver and I've just been sitting like amazed at how he's worked and how mm -hmm. he's driven. Um, so she put me in Quran school and two years later I finished memorizing the Quran, went back to school, so on and so forth. And you know, now I'm here uh, mm -hmm. because because of her. Uh, wow. So, wow. Yeah, I'm still, you know, I, I uh, Alhamdulillah, it, it, everything worked out. You know, I moved out um, at the age of 18 and, you know, I started living by myself and kind of, um, you know how it is, you know, you, you, you're brought here so you can help back home. Mm -hmm. uh, so Alhamdulillah, ever since I was 15, uh, 14, I got a job um, cleaning this doctor's office, you know, mm -hmm. mopping and cleaning the bathrooms and all of that and getting, you know, like $10 or whatever <laughs> it was. And I would have to save that up and basically send it back home mm. um, to my mother and father, because mm. you know my dad is a chef back home, and that's that's not a paying job in Africa. That's a mm. that's an honor and a prestige, but it's, it doesn't come it doesn't come with a paycheck. And my mother, you know, like most mothers back home, a stay at home mom from mm. back in the day. So you know, they send one of their child, one of their children, abroad to make a better life for himself, so he mm. can. Inshallah, help them out um, and help the family out. That's just how it works. Anyone that knows who's listening to this that knows how, the dynamic, that's mm. usually how it is. Um, so, Alhamdulillah, Allah put me in the position um, to be able to, you know, help yeah. my my family out. So, I'm I'm extremely fortunate, bro. Alhamdulillah, that's um that makes me think that um one um her her level of um, being, I would say, amina, you know, um, mm -hmm. trustworthy, trustworthiness. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also makes me think of her saying, This is an amina as well, like this child. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta make sure I do right by this youngster. Uh, like, this, yeah, I gotta go 10 times as hard to make sure because it's, it's, this is America. So, you yeah. know. <laughs> Could have um, gone any 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 sort of way, bro. That's yeah, the scary and, part of it. That's yeah. the scary part of it. I think so. uh, I was telling I was telling Mustafa we were in New York driving around uh, late at night. Um, he was mm -hmm. with my family. We was going to get something to eat, and he was like, "Well, what is it about America?" And I was like, "And we were in, like in the middle of Times Square." And yeah. I was like, "Look around," and he was like, "What?" And then I was like, "Anything you want to do, is here." Yeah. Anything you if whatever you possibly whatever you could think of that perhaps is either wrong or right mm -hmm. is here so it's, yeah. it's a casino of of temptation yeah and you have to have people who invest in um maybe not just keeping distracted but also just keeping on the path so alhamdulillah you know shots out to to Mother Miriam, to both Mother Miriams for doing that, because we're Honestly. we're benefiting that from that. We're, <laughs> we're cashing in, we're harvest, we're eating from that harvest and that investment. Um, so so before you go, I know you have class uh, coming up soon. Um, Hamla, thank you for for breaking down breaking down the poem. I you know sometimes I, I I'll say stuff, I'll write stuff, and I'll recite stuff, and I know that it don't. It only hits a, a certain set of ears <laughs> yeah. that are prepared to receive it. And yeah. so when you caught that, I was like, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Oh, okay. of course Man, know. no, that, that, <laughs> one, that, that one hit me so hard. It was like a ton of bricks in my face. I was like, whoa. Right, right. Like, I read it again and I read it again. I was like, yo, did he just, did he really just say that? And I felt like, I was like, a lot of people, are, like, they'll, they'll read this, but they'll miss out mm. on this. 
So I was like, oh, at least my wife has to. So I read it to her and I was like, I was like, do you get it? <laughs> She's looking at me like, um, no. Nah. Right, so I was right. Like, all right, all right. I was like, yeah. I gotta break this down, but I gotta, I gotta do it in a way where, where Thorne sees it and yeah. you know he understands no, like perfect. what he just, what he just did to my household. No, no, so, that's that's perfect, man. Um, <laughs> what could you, what, what can you say to, um, as an important one, say, uh, uh, we we'll use this rope if we curse the craft of camels, the whole earth can snap and can the whole earth can stop spinning in the snap of an axle. So what can you say right now? Everybody's under quarantine. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are sort of unaware in the dark about what's going to happen next, what's going to happen tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. What can you say to people out there who will listen to this and want to begin to tie their camel Mm. Um, with uh, the Rahmah of Allah and the Sunnah of Rahmah and what is the type of work that you would you, you know you would offer to them since mm. the world is, is is shutting down and all that stuff yeah yeah the world is <laughs> Alhamdulillah well so for us um, Muslims Alhamdulillah um, we 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 see this as as you know what it is and number one is is it's a it's a it's a wake up you know wake up call for us um and um it's a reminder for us and it's a mercy for us i don't mm. think us muslims should look at this thing as anything but a mercy from allah subhanahu wa because mm. if we truly understand islam we'll know that everything mm. everything in our lives mm. is mercy from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because he subhanahu wa ta'ala says mm-hmm. that he he did not put anything in the deen that's actually mm-hmm. like there to you know that's hard and there to, mm-hmm. to make us miserable and so on and so forth and he says mm-hmm. he wants ease for us mm-hmm. and he does not want hardship for us so anything that we do go through even if there are hardships he's not saying that there won't be he's saying he doesn't want it for us and mm. the language is very important. He does not want hardship for us. But at times, we have to go through hardships in right. order to really rise above it and to really right. um, appreciate and see it for what it is. So for us, I think um, it's important for us to, to have the proper perspective, and that is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us a grand opportunity. Mm. Um, a grand opportunity. Bro, when's the last time that we're able to kind of just like sit here? It's, it's, it's about 8 a.m. right now. Usually um, I'm at the masjid, um, you know, at Fajr, and then like I'm, you know, getting stuff ready for maybe lesson plan or what, mm. what I'm gonna um, talk to the kids about and so on and so forth. Um, so like I sleep, I sleep at like 10 p.m. and I wake up at like 5:30 or 6, right? Mm. But to be able to like last night, Alhamdulillah, to be able to wake up at three in the morning and say, you know what? Ah, I can I can take a nap in the afternoon. So wake up and pray a few rakas of tahajjud. Right. You know, not out of any. It's like, and I'm not saying this to to big myself up for any everyone that's listening. You know, we say these things for 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 the benefit and for the lesson that someone else can derive from. Mm. So when you know when people say scholars used to stay up all night praying and stuff, not to big them up, but just to say, you know what, this is what we should try to be. This is what we should, we should try to do. So. Like I'm able to do that, and I, as a matter of fact, it's it's a disappointment for me because otherwise I'm not able to necessarily do it. Right? I'm actually putting myself down. 
on a regular basis, I'm not waking up for the hundred and I'm not because right. I love my sleep. Right? <laughs> I love my sleep. I'm, you know, we got to be honest with that. Like, I love my sleep, so I'm not waking up for the hundred necessarily. But last night, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just woke me up at like 3.45 in the morning. My allergies were like all messed up. Right. So like after a while, I'm like, man, get up and pray. Right. 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 And bro, I'm telling you, like as I was praying, I was thinking to myself, how beautiful is this religion of ours that like it, it tells us to wake up in the middle of the night while everyone else is asleep. And there's mm -hmm. just something about the night that mm -hmm. even if the day is completely quiet, even if in the day, it's while the sun is up, there's, there's pin drop silence. Mm. It, it's different when it's that at night. Yeah. You feel closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You mm. know that he, like you literally feel him in the room while you're praying. Mm. It's an amazing feeling that is indescribable. Mm. You can only feel it if you actually do it. Mm. And, you know, and it's one of those things you sit down and you just tell, tell yourself, you ask yourself, why don't I do this more often, right? Mm -hmm. Because because of the sakina and the peace that it brings you and the tranquility, mm -hmm. well, ask yourself, why don't I do this more often? But we're human beings, right? Yeah. That's how we're made. You know, yeah. the, the the word insan comes from the word nasiya, meaning mm -hmm. the root to forget, right? Mm -hmm. That's we're forgetful. That's just who we are. Mm -hmm. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows that. That's how he created us. That's why he's so <laughs> merciful and he forgives us very easily. Because mm -hmm. he knows, like, we'll say, oh yeah, I'm going to do it, this is it. And <laughs> That's just how we're made. So alhamdulillah for a merciful Allah, because otherwise we'd, we'd all be in a lot of trouble. Oh, for um, sure. But, but right now we have the time, we have the opportunity to turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even if it's by one foot, like you just took one step um, towards him. You see what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Not like you have to take a hundred steps, but even if you took one step closer than you were before all of this happened, that is, mm. that is success, right? You, you like, halas, you've, you've won, right? Mm. You've won because now when you take that one step, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is taking several steps towards you. Mm. So it becomes easier to come towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I see it as a mercy only because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is allowing us the opportunity to be able to come back to him and to be able to get closer to him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And since we have that, I, I mean, what else, what else? do we want in this life as Muslims? Mm -hmm. To get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he's giving us a grand opportunity, you know, kind of shutting down everything for us by mm -hmm. force. Since we couldn't do it ourselves, he's <laughs> like, okay, now I have to force. As long as we're alive, man, we still have the opportunity. And, and what's amazing, you know what's amazing, a lot of people don't know, um, the hadith about the, 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 the plague and how um, when the plague comes, if you're patient and you, you know, you, you have good hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he'll reward you, that you get the, you get the, um, the reward of a shaheed. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people think that it's, you only get that reward if you pass away in the plague. Mm. But that's not the case. If you listen to the language properly, if you are patient during the plague, right, mm. and you have good hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it doesn't say if you die, it says right. if you're patient, like if you're patient in, because it's, it's hardship, right? You know, we're, we're not going to work. We're not making as much money. Like most of my, most of my um, income comes from um, going out and actually um, um, doing um, classes and so on and so forth. But uh, all of that is shut down. So let's say 60 to 70% of my income is like, it's, it's just shut. Mm. So that is a, that's a hardship, right? right? So if I'm patient during that and I have good hope that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to reward me for this, that he, he's, uh, uh, the Prophet said that we'll get the reward of a shaheed. Mm. And I mean, 
that means that any of us who even if we make it through this right after we make it through it inshallah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to reward us as shuhada Mm. without having to die in the plague or anything like that and for me that's an amazing thing man that that's 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 what i'm hoping for man that's why i got these, Eat it. these <laughs> i'm just i'm just sitting here subhanallah, I'm just, subhanallah you know uh as much as i possibly can man so i i, I think the people if, if we if we show patience mm-hmm. in this difficult times because it does require patience it is it is a hardship it does require patience um, and it's going to require more and more patience as time goes by. It's not over yet. Um, so we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to just like grant mm-hmm. us patience um, through the through everything that's going on right now. And to take care of us and our families, uh, mm-hmm. financially, mentally, spiritually, mm-hmm. um, everything, inshallah ta'ala. Thank you. Um, I, I, I just want, before we part, I want to say... Um, so for I safe, we're... So for I safe are... Uh, connected by marriage through my wife's cousin's <laughs> father oh. and so he wrote yeah so um is married to his mom sure, and yeah. so he wrote uh he wrote an essay about the party and sort of this this mystic novelty we attribute to cars you know we we kind of we hold them in a certain light rightfully so because you all are the bearers of the crime we don't want to stray away from that but at the same time um i think everything you explained within the last 10 to 12 minutes especially about the hundred and all of that um really speaks to cars being able to be human and mm-hmm. we should allow them to be to be human. <laughs> please, please do. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we, I feel like people will, if you memorize the Quran and you do something wrong, then mm-hmm. people will use cars use as an excuse yeah. to not do right. Oh, this yes. person memorize the Quran. Yeah. Yeah, it's a drinking it. problem. It's like. Right, 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 right. Exactly. <laughs> Like what? Like what? At what point did this man become an X Men or something like that? Like Uh, absolutely, you're absolutely uh, right. Yeah, just thank you for that. I think I think you know listeners can definitely appreciate that. Um, I know you got to teach a class and stuff, man. So no, I appreciate it, Sheikh. Jazakallah khair for having me on. Um, I mean, first of all, the fact that you talking about you know people you admire and all of that I yeah 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 may, may allah forgive me you know there's a beautiful that i like memorized because like because of the the work that we do mm-hmm. people naturally you know um yeah. will say nice things and praise us and you know uh the dua is like may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um make me you know what you what you think of me and what you mm-hmm. see in me and may he forgive me for what you do not know of me you know, so I always like to make make that draw because, you know, like you just said, none of us are perfect. And sometimes we like to put people on a certain level. And then if we see them be human, which they were before, mm-hmm. we blame them for being human. Mm-hmm. It's like, whoa, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going through it just like you are. You know, I'm just trying to, I'm just every day yeah. trying to take a step towards the right direction. But sometimes yeah. we slip and we fall. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that's just that's just how life is, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think we 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 forget that a lot of the wealth of, of information and knowledge and, and backstory 
and stories and all of that we benefit from now Mm -hmm. are from people humbling themselves and going to others that are walking a path as best as they can and asking them about it, asking them about themselves. So this is like historical records, you know? Right, right, absolutely. Hundreds of years later from now, uh, when they're asking about, uh, (laughs) you know, Hassan Fai, they're going to be like, all right, well, does anybody have any, you know, recordings of him? And so (laughs) this is my one humble, like, okay, well, I got him on record, you know, I think he had a conversation, you know, during the plague, inshallah. Inshallah. But yeah, you take care, man. Inshallah, I'll um, look out for more of your stuff. He is I am Hassan Faye at I am Hassan Faye on, yes, um, on all platforms, I believe. Um, yes, please sir. check out his work and um, inshallah, you know, bring them out, bring bring them out to your community so that they can benefit and um, also they can learn how to dress too. <laughs> <laughs> inshallah, inshallah, I'm here for it. <laughs> inshallah, you take care, man. Inshallah. All right, bro. Jazakallah. Right, I appreciate it. Wa alaikum salam. Thank you.